Warning, the episode you are about to listen to most likely contains graphic language, details of violence and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 28 of Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother, mother... Hello, everybody. What is up with you? Um, well, I am extremely (laughs) full because Danica brought over buttered chicken and nand and bread, and so I'm stuffed. Nand? Nando. (laughs) (laughs) Naan and some some garlic naan, which is like... Some naan, yeah, and it was garlicky, and we dipped it in the sauce, and it was delicious. (laughs) Now we're in the recording studio, which... BTW is getting pretty tight for us as Danica's. What are you trying to say? As Danica's girth increases. <laughs> my girth? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a nice way to put it. My girth and my acid reflux. So. <laughs> I said maybe we shouldn't have Indian food because you have such a bad heartburn. And she's like, oh, fuck it. Just make it worth it. Yeah, because I have heartburn even when I don't eat anything delicious. So <laughs> you may as well just eat something delicious and have heartburn anyway. So. Yeah, so we are just waiting to see if the baby has lots of hair because Danica's been having heartburn for about three months now. Uh, for like the last six months oh, I've yeah, had it. It's horrible. <laughs> but the bigger I get, the worse it gets because she's got no room to do anything in there, I guess. So, yeah, so the joys of having children. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember because I blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> just put it out of your memory. Yeah. I didn't have any children. Yeah. <laughs> what? We should rename this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, we are full and and tired, which I'm just, that's just me. Mom's not tired. I'm actually not tired because I started a later work shift and now I'm like a <laughs> nana of leisure and it's great. I sleep like at least nine hours a night and I'm really grateful that I made that decision. Yeah. Even if I can't see anyone or do anything fun. <laughs> At least I get to sleep. Oh, well, you know what? We just had the time change. So uh, daylight savings where the clock goes back an hour, which is awesome because I always feel like I literally say to myself like five times a day, like, what time is it? Is it? How late is it? Should Kiers go to bed? Like, and it's like five o'clock and I'm like, oh God. And I feel like the time goes slower during the day too. So it's like. You know, and you look over yeah. and only like 15 minutes has passed and it feels like an hour's passed. And then when daylight saving, <laughs> daylight saving hits the other way. Oh, God. It's like your life just whips by. Yeah, you know, I don't like that one. Fun also because it's sunny out. Yeah, and it's summer and having a good time. But I actually like it because I kind of, until the baby comes, I'm just going to hibernate now. So that's good. Yeah, it makes it easy. Put the blankets over your head and away you go. <laughs> Cybernate, yeah. So this past weekend was kind of my last event, my last hurrah until the baby comes. So we had my baby shower, which was nice because I didn't have to do anything. I didn't plan anything. I didn't know anything. It was lit. It was. It was lit, yeah. Um, my feet got really swollen. <laughs> That's pretty much as lit as it got for me. It was great. It was nice to see everybody, and I'm super excited about her coming and welcoming her into the world and dealing with all the differences of a girl compared to a boy because I, as you guys know, I'm a boy mom 
And now I'm going to be a girl mom and a boy mom. So I'm a little bit nervous because I was a fucking psycho. As was I. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it runs deep in the bloodline. So. I just remember my dad looking at me when Danica was about 14 and wouldn't get out of the car for five hours because she didn't want to come on, ca on a camping trip. And no, he, I wanted to party with my friends. He had home. a special sparkle in his eye and a little smirk on his face like <laughs> like I'm like yeah I know payback's a bitch payback yeah. is a bitch and then you were one so yeah exactly <laughs> so I'm hoping that maybe she just skips this generation and <laughs> uh yeah me too yeah but I mean that's the worst thing because I remember even our relationship, I mean, obviously, as you guys know, we have a podcast fucking together, so obviously we like to spend time together, and my mom is my best friend, so now she's my best friend. There was a couple years there where it was like, you know, she hated me, I hated her. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was always love, but I was bad, and I wasn't, I was selfish, and you know, that adolescence, that selfish adolescence that you go through... Like I said, I'm just hoping it skips this generation and that my daughter doesn't have that. But, I mean, where's the fun in that, I guess? But I can literally remember being a teenager and thinking in my head, the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> to my parents, like, they're fucking stupid. Like, they don't understand anything. I don't know, like, are they even human beings? Like, yeah. they're so ugly. They're so <laughs> dumb. Like, every mean thing you could think. It's like... Your hormones go crazy yeah. and you're a self-centered cunt, basically, <laughs> for several years. Like, Oh, yeah. No, and, and that's the thing. I remember going... I remember, And it's weird because it's like a switch, you know, when you get out of that, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, oh, one day God. you asked me if you could come with me somewhere and I looked behind me to see who you were talking to because you hated <laughs> my guts for the past three years. Well, that and then, I mean, so you go through that and then I remember when I had Kierce and then I remember the first time there was any kind of worry that I had where that's the only kind of, you only know that worry when you have kids. But I remember calling you and being like, I'm so sorry that I did this and that I did that, that I did this. Yeah. And it's like, because <laughs> you don't know until you are a parent, what it feels like for someone to be like that. Like for your kid to look and be like, I hate you, you know? And it's like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. So when your baby becomes a demon, yeah, which happens really early. <laughs> yeah, you don't expect it. First They're time humans cute. don't get their own way. That's oh my when god! It well, and the first time they become verbal, and they, you know, they they start to pick up on things, and you watch them go from this cute little tiny baby that can't do anything to like my kid snot rocketed me in the face <laughs> once, <laughs> like. And I remember throwing eggs at the grocery store and like kicking your. You hated me every second. Yeah. And like, I hate you. And then being so sorry five seconds later. But no, it's just that, you know, the the love you share with your kids and the love you share when your kids are mean. It's like, okay, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Well, but. and I was a very young parent and I let my kids get away with way too much stuff. But I still did not enable them to be mean and get away with stuff like I was actually a stalker super stalker cop mom had all of Danica's conversations on the computer recorded like I yeah, just oh, yeah. I lived in fear of her going astray and becoming a drug addict or becoming you know something where I couldn't get her back and so I did have that other level where I made sure that she wasn't getting up to too much even though now as an adult she tells me some of the stuff she did and I'm like still 
<laughs> have heart palpitations. Like, yeah, I'm just at Fro's house. It's like you're drunk in a field, like passed out, yeah. inebriated, like have no idea where you are. <laughs> Three-waying from the other person's house to make it seem like you're at their house, but you're not. So, there were some tricks. So I'm honestly actually kind of glad that I'm raising kids in like this new era because you can just have like the oh yeah you want a cell phone for sure here here's your cell phone it's like i'm gonna track every fucking move you make well and you're also (laughs) you're also way 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 stricter with cures already than i ever was with you or your brother i believed in free range parenting so (laughs) well and now i think i kind of laid the groundwork already and now cures is pretty good yeah so i mean i followed through with him because that's one thing i mean i remember because it's a lot for you you know like you were young and you had me and my brother and you had just you worked and you were trying you know like trying to still live and your i life. was fun also yeah exactly <laughs> so but i remember like i mom went to the movies one night and i threw a fucking house party with like 200, 200 people, people in, in my townhouse when i called home the police answered the oh, no phone. that was the second one Okay, well, I called home <laughs> the and the first police one, answered the Remember, phone. you didn't know about the first one until the next day when Alex like, where's my GameCube? Because <laughs> someone stole his GameCube to well, plot it Well, I got bear sprayed at the second one. Yeah, so that's, I mean, Anywho, yeah. we shouldn't remember that or we're going to be fighting in the <laughs> recording yeah. studio. Well, speaking of, I mean, that was a pretty good turnout for me, I think, because the case that mom chose today is a pretty fucked up case because like i said every parent's worst nightmare is their kid going astray like you said right yep so today's episode we will be covering a kid that (laughs) dealt with some adolescent behavior that was pretty rebellious and extreme extreme. yeah it ended pretty extremely so with that we will jump right into this episode of murder with my mother and we hope you guys enjoy. This case is mom's case today. So hope you guys love it because you always love mom. So <laughs> so we're going to do the case, the murder of Mary Jo and Blake Hadley by their son, Tyler Hadley. Tyler Hadley was born December the 16th, 1993. He was premature, and he only weighed about three pounds, ten ounces. Oh, ten <laughs> ounces! <laughs> oh, that Indian food's getting to me. Yeah. Uh, which required him to stay in an incubator in the NICU for a month. So he was born to parents Mary Jo and Blake Hadley, and he had an older brother named Ryan. And his brother was, I think, six years older than him. Mm. But I'm just kind of guessing it. (laughs) Could be older, could be younger, whatever. He was older, for sure, because he was out of the house by the time this whole thing unfolded. So the family lived in kind of a weird... I mean, it's not weird, but the town of Port St. Lucie in Florida. Which, the reason I say it's weird is because... And that's like the pot... There's like a lot of pot there. Yeah, there? so the thing <laughs> I don't know why is, I know that <laughs> is that this uh, this place Port Saint Port Saint Lucie was made up. It was like a scheme, kind of made up by two brothers, um, and it was named after the patron saint of Port Eyesight. Oh, Saint Lucie. Hmm. So it was kind of like they saw that there were a bunch of. Uh, senior citizens, snowbirds, whatever. Just old people. Old yeah. people, like migrating to Florida to retire. And there was a bunch of swampland 
that was like, I think nine miles from the sea. And so they bought it all and started making this town called Port St. Lucie. And so there so was the no... town of people that can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, doesn't that kind of like, isn't that kind of like, haha, people. Yeah. Because it sounds kind of like a cool, cute name. Yeah. But it's really like all these old people have bad vision. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not going to really see what we're doing. And then I heard, because I heard of Port St. Lucie. Yeah, that it's a like a we well before obviously because now a lot of places not everywhere in the states but more so, places are legalized in marijuana but this was a place that had a lot of grow up well and the reason was is because nothing was ever going on there it was 40 miles north of west palm beach and it was designed just to get people to come to but no one like it had golf courses and seniors homes but pretty soon families started moving there because the houses were so cheap because there was yeah. nothing there. Well, and they say like like a pl- like places with older people are like you shortly after you see the older people coming there, younger families will start going because it's a nice place to raise your kids. Well, and cuz what happens with people that are fucking old? I mean, <laughs> well they die. Well, I mean, yeah, that, but I'm saying like but, no. like, all it had, it had no downtown, no place for teenagers to hang out. It had a giant arcade called the Super Play USA. Um, and the reason that there was so many grow-ups there is because you could buy a house there for $50,000. And, and just light there up. was nothing going on. So it's yeah. not like the cops were worried about it. It was, like, pretty just, like, a chilled place. But once the families started moving in... The kids had nothing to do. They would just hang out, loiter. When you know about that small town. Yeah, that's why you're born when you're 18. (laughs) You were just bored, so you decided to have a baby. Yeah. Perfect. had to fuck because there was nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) So there was, like I said, nothing to do. Except fuck. (laughs) The streets were all kind of weird like it was like they designed the town without any forethought so the streets would just kind of run into each other run off then you'd see like big plots of forest and big plots of uh like swampland still Hmm. random yeah so nothing really to do in port st Lucie. so the kids were wild in port st Lucie. yeah so tyler was born premature so i'm sure that his mom was because with any kid, you're obviously protective. That's just in your nature. But when your baby's born early and you kind of, I don't know, you come into motherhood worrying about stuff all the time. You worry about your pregnancy. You worry about when they're born. If they're born early, you worry about that. And well, then so and she probably just was coddled the shit out of him. Mary Jo was an elementary school teacher. And she was also, like, very soft-hearted and... Her husband, Blake, was, he was basically the person that watched at the power plant, the nuclear power plant, to make sure that, like, nothing was bad was going Exploding on. Exploding. Yeah, so he was just a watcher. And they had their jobs for, like, 20 and 30 years. Like, they've... They were lifers. They've been, yeah, they've just been, like, living this chill life. And then they give birth to this kid, Tyler, who is early and skinny and tiny and, like... They basically coddled him. She's, they said she felt guilty for the fact that he was born early. Yeah, which I can understand. Yeah. I mean, mom guilt is, is stupid. <clears throat> it's because a thing. It's, well, it's a definite <laughs> thing, but you have it for, like, no reason most of the time. Yeah. 
So 100%. imagine if there is something and, you know, you're the one that's supposed to carry this baby to full term and, you know, da, 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 and then it doesn't happen. And I can see that obviously, yeah, it's not her fault, but at the same time, I can see her just trying to do anything to make it like, okay, he's okay. He's, you know, I get that. So everyone that, um, knows Tyler as a child, uh, said that he was kind of a weird kid. Like <laughs> he was really withdrawn and quiet and, you know, kind of just blended into the background except for then he wasn't like, he'd have these weird outbursts. Like there was a class where he just started in the middle of class mooing like a cow in the middle hmm. of the class for no apparent reason there's always a fucking weird kid like that in school yeah so he was a weird kid it was said that like even as a little kid he would he would he showed a lot of promise like his mom probably spent a lot of time being a teacher like showing him things he was able to play the piano he was you know into sports all of that but he would always have these outbursts where he was attention seeking and saying like I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me. Like, like looking for that reassurance. Yeah. All very the time. much. Yeah. And like it's getting attention for his outbursts little and pussy. stuff like that. No, just kidding. Yes, he was a little <laughs> pussy. And so he was just one of those weird guys in school that was just like, but everything you read says his parents, he was very close with his parents. Like, yeah, his, like they went on vacation together. His parents looked pretty jolly. Like they look like they're pretty chill people. Yeah. And the words used to describe him as a young boy were loving but withdrawn, keeping to himself. He had really bad anxiety. He had really right? bad anxiety, yeah. depression, low self-esteem. And interestingly, we do hear, because it does happen, he also had bulimia at a young age. Which you don't hear a lot about boys struggling with that, but it is actually really common um, like for boys to have eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Because you have to think, as a boy, <clears throat> it is you know, you're supposed to be strong. You're a man. You're well, and a lot of boys don't even think about shit like that. They're no. just like, Whoa, play the video game or ride the yeah. bike. Or like... But it, when, if you have a kid that's more, you know, kind of body image and especially being born premature, you're probably, I mean, I know that obviously doesn't take, it doesn't really affect you too, too much into your adulthood, but it can. Sometimes you can like be underdeveloped or. Well, and I think honestly, like this is my opinion and. Like I've said many times before, you're about to get it and you paid, didn't pay for it. So just take it as for it comes. What it is. <laughs> but I think like a lot of moms that have premature kids too, like with the ones that have the guilt kind of look more deeply into stuff where a lot of us that, well, for me, I mean, I was like kind of <laughs> dud. I didn't realize my kid was even colorblind until he was six years old. <laughs> but right. this mom seemed to be taking her kid to like every single different doctor yeah so like by the age of 10 he was being treated with various medications for everything from acne to depression to growth hormones which is crazy to me to a thyroid they said he had a thyroid condition like he was probably just a fat kid his parents were i think he was a skinny kid too skinny like he was uh, too he was too little he was really yeah, small well, and like because that's when the research, when I was doing the research, he's really small. Like he was like, like a that, puny little runt. Yeah. Like a little pussy. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> and I think that his mom felt that guilt because like, oh my God, I gave birth to you too early. You're so small. You can't You're grow. the runt. You're the runt. Yeah. But really you have to thrive. think because like, even I know there's some parents that are like, you need to eat, you need to eat, you need to eat. And it's like, 
kids will keep like you know kids are gonna grow like when kids get chubby it's the other opposite end paul sheaves my classmate never grew well okay <laughs> <laughs> well maybe he should have been mary joe's son yeah, he should have been but even like with kids that are chubby like my nephew right now it like i'm he he's almost, actually stretched out he has but he has like a, almost a body dysmorphia like he will wear sweaters and he will say to me he asked me the other day how many calories was in something and oh. i'm like you don't need to worry about that like you don't worry about that dude you're he just turned 11 so you have to think when you're 11 you're gonna grow and i always i always remember this summer coming back from like grade 10 or grade 9 going into grade 10 there was boys that were smaller than me <laughs> yeah. since grade 5 and I was the tallest one because I went through puberty in, like, fucking the third grade. <laughs> yeah. But I was always tall, and all these boys were so little. And then they go away one summer, and they come back, and they're fucking six feet tall. Except for they're 100 pounds still. But that's what I mean. But yeah. at least they're going to grow. The thing yeah. is, testosterone kicks in. That's what it's meant to do. And you either are going to grow up and out or, you know, like, Either that or you're going to put grow. your kid on growth hormones when he's Which 10 years is crazy old. to me. What 10, like... My kid gets chubby, gets a little gut. I can see his mustache get a little thicker. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's like an inch taller. Yeah. And that happens like every six months. He'll just grow and grow. My legs hurt. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> you're growing, right? That's what kids do. Hey, guys. It's Danica. I know you've heard our commercial of First Sense Dog Dry Shampoo. But now's your chance to get some for yourself and for your furry companion. Use promo code MWMM10 at checkout at www.firstsense.ca for 10% off your first sifter pack. These things are awesome. With the sifter pack, you can try all three scents. Restorative Cedarwood, Purifying Peppermint, and my personal favorite, Zen Lavender. That way, you can say goodbye to those stinky car rides home. I promise you and your fur baby are going to love this product. Now, back to Murder With My Mother. So by the age of 11 to 13, he was getting quite the reputation for being a troublemaker. So he was defacing public property, writing on things with Sharpies, If bathrooms. my kid did that, I'd fucking be so mad. Yeah, he was breaking windows. He was breaking stuff in people's yards. And his mom was the mom that was like, my kid oh, would do kid. that, right? Mm -mm, one time, no. one of her friends, because I imagine in a town like Port St. Lucie where everyone can't see anything very clearly. <laughs> um, I imagine like a lot of the people are locals and they're all pretty close to each other. And one of Mary Jo's friends said that she saw Tyler smoking pot and he was 12 years old. And he was just standing in the forest with some buddies and he was smoking weed. And Mary yeah, Jo flat out do. said to her, Tyler wouldn't do that. He doesn't smoke. And just like, <laughs> we all know mothers like Little that. Oh, bitch, you're in for a surprise. So he was, uh, by 15, he was taking Xanax, uh, Percocet. Which, honestly, he was probably prescribed Xanax, but he was probably abusing it. Yeah, so he was taking Xanax, Percocet, Oxycodone, and Ecstasy. Damn. And DMT by the time he was 16. Damn. I always wanted to try DMT. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of fun. Because it's the dream drug. That's what... I feel like it would be scary. It only lasts for two minutes. Oh, well, I would try But it, it feels like Maybe we'll hours. try it on the podcast. <laughs> after you're Maybe we'll go to a soy <laughs> next year and do DMT instead of on mushrooms. On a float. Yeah. 
Yeah, so another thing he did was... So he was just doing everything. He like was he, doing at really a young bad age. stuff. And but I think that that always happens with people that are, like, unhappy in themselves. You know, like, he was obviously... He was a little asshole, just face he it. He was a little shithead. But his... But the thing is with... Okay, and I've talked about this probably 500 times. But with my kid, I would know. Like, you little fucker. She you know? had to have known. I think she had just to the have. mom guilt, like, whatever, like... He actually lit the fucking forest on fire. The same one he was smoking pot in? Yeah, he lit... That lady had, like, relevant fears because <laughs> him and his friend lit a couch on fire and lit the whole forest on fire. And, you know, McDonald Triad... Fire. Fire, bedwetting, animal abuse. I'm just going to assume that he... He did the other two, for did sure, the other probably. two, probably, because... Mary Jo wouldn't have told anyone anyway. She would have just covered for him. She would have covered, him. exactly. She would have just been like, I killed the cat by yeah. accident. I cut its head off. Yeah. Tyler would never do that. He's too skinny. <laughs> and tall now that we put him on growth <laughs> hormones. Yeah, so this is how Tyler's shaping up. He's... Fucking red flags for days. Yeah, and his brother, by all accounts, was like a good, good Well, student. anything compared to and that. Like, I feel kind of bad for the brother because I think like... Well, yeah. The parents were focusing so much on Tyler that it was like the brother, the brother had already moved out of the house by this point because he was probably just like, fuck that kid. Yeah, probably. He probably was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, and it doesn't really, I can't really find much info on like what Blake was doing around this time, the dad. Yeah. So they had put... Well, he probably was one of those husbands that just was like, all right, honey, okay, sweetheart, you know, like, yeah. you just... Yeah, you're going gonna... to eat another donut, just, <laughs> just make sure that Tyler... Getting Homer Simpson-esque yeah. vibes, you know, <laughs> like... So... Make sure Tyler doesn't set our house on fire. <laughs> Again. Yeah. So Tyler was forced to go into rehab. Um, his His family took his phone away they took his car away they forced him to go to rehab but the funny thing once again is that every time um one of her friends would ask like oh how's tyler's problems going she'd be like oh no tyler's fine he's better than ever and he's on the other side of things now yeah he beat that he's great yeah meanwhile i feel like wasn't. she was trying to maybe tell her like convince herself that that's what was going on yeah. Some people are just so far in denial that it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, not my style of parenting, but I mean, whatever, everyone to each their own, river, I guess. It's a river in Egypt. Yeah. And I know that also, I mean, okay, so Tyler Hadley was born in 1993, like you said, so he's a year younger than me. So around grade nine, I think, is when Facebook came out. I was in grade nine, so he would have been in the eighth grade. So I Sometimes my memories will come up of my fucking statuses and they're so cringy that it's like, why would you even put that on the internet for people to see that? I don't think you realize though when the internet first came out, no, like, oh no, you that do it's still realize that what you're saying is like obviously you don't realize it's attention seeking and you don't realize like you you realize your friends can see it, but you don't realize that like that you're gonna see it in ten years and be like, What the fuck? Yeah. But he would put stuff on there like fuck my parents. I hate my parents, like stuff like that. Like always just put it on, like I want to kill my parents, yeah. like shit like that, where clearly this is before anybody over the age of 20 got on Facebook because, you know, it's just, also we grew up in the time of social, like so like, like 
me- instant messenger. Like we were the first oh, yeah. generation to have instant messenger. So I remember being like, you know, under my breath, like, fuck you, mom, going upstairs and being like, oh, my mom's such a bitch. You Meanwhile, know, you didn't know they had your messenger set to <laughs> yeah, record. Exactly. But, you know, it's like that was your place to go and like vent to your friends in a public place. Or, like, put your status to, like, my mom's such a bitch. Or, like, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, Tyler was doing all of that stuff. And so, one, he he also always talked to his friends on Facebook and other social media platforms, uh, Instant Messenger, MSN, whatever. He would always kind of, along the same lines, be seeking attention by saying things like he was going to kill himself. He yeah, told people he was going to back his car into the garage and just run the carbon monoxide and kill himself. Nice. He said that he was going to kill his parents. He said that all the time. Hmm. Um, and he would sometimes just throw that out there, like, in the middle of a random conversation with a buddy. Like, yeah, I'm going to kill my parents. <laughs> or he got he got into a conversation. Like, like, running away? Like... He got into a conversation with a friend, a uh, girlfriend one day after his mom and dad took his cell phone away oh that was the worst and he said yeah she's a cunt for show i might kill her and the friend <laughs> said no prison jail and he said a heart <laughs> that was it like it's it's like typical teenage behavior but like too extreme to be typical teenage i remember behavior. one time i didn't come home and i was supposed to come home and then you snapped my cell phone in half i snapped several of your cell phones so in several half. yeah but it's like there goes your whole life. Well, then I was the grounded. World. Well, no, because that was only when texting was really a thing. Really brief, like T nine was fucking still oh, a yeah. thing. You know, yeah. it was a flip phone for fuck's sakes, yeah. and it didn't even have a camera on it. And but I remember being grounded from the computer, and then it's like, who do you vent to? Can't even talk to anybody. Wasn't allowed probably to use why the, the dog phone. bit everybody. <laughs> probably vented to her. <laughs> so this was in two thousand eleven. Um, July the 16th, it was a Saturday, Tyler was fucking pissed at his parents, as per usual, and he'd been saying for about a week that he was going to throw a big, huge house party, and his friends were like, yeah, right, because they knew that Mary Joan Blake, well, they, the other kids thought that they were strict, um, because they were taking his phone and making him go to rehab and all that kind of shit. Which, but, when you're a kid and your other friend's going through that, it's like, well, your parents are stressed. But it's like, <laughs> so as too. an adult, you're like, damn, because they're trying to help point you in the right direction, you know? Like, he's only, what, 17 at this time? 16? He was 17. Yeah. So no one believed him that he was going to have a party. He'd never thrown a party before, and it was impossible to believe that his parents were going to let him throw a party. Well, and you're, like, the coolest one for three days when you have a party. It's like, whoa, it's so much fun at your party. (laughs) It's like, sorry, I wrecked all your shit. Sorry, I fucking wrecked, burned down your house and threw your kitchen table out the fucking window of the balcony. stole all your spoons. Yeah. You know, not speaking from any kind of experience here. So the friends kept asking him, like, is the party still on? Is the party still on? On, and Tyler said, I'm working on it. And this was all on like a Facebook status. And everyone thought that that meant, yeah, right, like Tyler's a fucking pussy. He's not going to have a party <laughs> because he always says he's going to. I'm going to go take some more growth hormone, Tyler. Yeah, so um, he received a, f- a message from his friend Antonio Ramirez and it said, uh, What are you doing? I'm chilling tonight. And Tyler said, Trying to have a party at my crib. Antonio said, your parents ain't home? And Tyler said, nope. Well, they're leaving soon. (laughs) 
And that at, was all pretty early in the day. Yeah, wasn't that was it? at like twelve. That was at twelve something. And then at one fifteen, Tyler posted a status on his wall that said, "Party at my crib tonight." Dot dot dot. Maybe. But so everyone just thought, yeah, right, Tyler, because mm-hmm. and like I said, clearly this was before adults got on. Tyler's a weird kid Facebook. too, right? So well, yeah. They probably so, and no one it, honestly when you had a party in high school it doesn't even matter if anyone likes you they just want a place to party yeah so yeah better than a at field. 8 15 p.m he updated his status to say party at my house hmu which means hit me up you're good so that is like fuck the party is on and his friends couldn't believe it they were like whoa what if your parents come home and he replied trust me they won't so the reason that he was so sure that his parents wouldn't come home, because I remember being a little bit anxious when you'd go out and I'd decide to have a party and be like, oh, oh my mom might come home. Yeah. Oh, no. And then well, you, you didn't even plan it on days I was going to stay overnight somewhere. You just fucking did it when I was coming home. Well, yeah. And then I would get worried that you were coming home. So I'd call you 500 times like you don't think it's obvious when you're a kid. I'm like, hey, what are you up to? Okay, cool. What where, are you coming home are again? You? Yeah. How long are you going to be home in again? <laughs> What are you guys doing? Are you guys far from the house? Like, like, you know, which now, obviously, it's funny because there was recently a younger person that called someone my mom was with and was like, hey, when are you guys going to be home again? And it's like, I looked at my mom and was like, is that her? She's doing something bad, you know? Because yeah. you know, as an adult, you're like, hey, you freaking And because I had you so young, obviously. I was clued in. Like- yeah. Because it's like red flag central. <laughs> like, even Kirst sometimes will be like, what are we, you know, like, he'll ask something, and it's, like, even his facial expression, you're like, what are you planning over there, you fucking... <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. So, the reason that Tyler knew, keep going, why did Tyler know his parents well, weren't coming Tyler home? Well, Tyler obviously was very sure that his parents weren't coming home, because you have to look, too. One o'clock, he was like, hey, maybe there's a party at my house. <laughs> Eight o'clock, he's like, there's faux show a party at my house tonight. Hit me up. Hit me up, because... Tyler viciously killed his parents around 5 p.m. that day. Tyler took three ecstasy pills. <laughs> Jesus. He went and got both of his parents' cell phones and hid them. And then he attacked his mother, Mary Jo, from behind while she was sitting at the computer in the computer room I with a claw hammer. Computer rooms? Yeah. She, he attacked her in the back of the head with a claw hammer and according to Tyler, later on, all she said was, why? Why? And then as she was screaming, Blake came out of the bedroom and made eye contact with Tyler for several minutes. Several and minutes? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then he fucking killed, killed Blake, too. Like, like we said earlier when we were discussing this over our buttered chicken, <laughs> when the fuck he just overpowered the little puke? He was 160 yeah. pounds. Blake was for sure around 350. Well, maybe he couldn't move too fast. Yeah, well, I don't know. he looked him in the eye for several minutes. (laughs) But it looks like, you know, like, there were some juicy people, too. Like, it would take a bit. Well, and that's the thing. Imagine that would be the fucking scariest thing, turning around after you feel yourself get hit in the head with a... Not even the hammer part of the hammer, the claw part of the hammer. Yeah, we're going to post a picture of the hammer. It's brutal. Like, it's... It's brutal, but it's like, imagine... Okay, it's one thing if you looked over and there was, like, a robber hitting you from the behind... But imagine looking back and seeing me hitting you with a fucking hammer in the head. 
knowing uh, that no. you're going to die. Like I can't imagine. I, I do know. The person you created is fucking trying to kill you. Like, this, okay, like I said, it's scary. I guess it would probably stun you, though. Like For sure, because it's scary to be walking at night. Someone comes up behind you. It's a scary stranger that's going to kill you. It's scary to have, like, your husband kill you. Something like, you know what I mean? Those things are all fucked up. I think husband would be probably as close as it could get like, to Yes, that, but, but not the even, person right? you created that you've now coddled and loved and raised and done everything for is fucking hitting you from behind with a camera and then you walk in and and see your wife and being Mary killed. Jo. Yeah, like that's fucked up. So yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really judge until you hit me in the head. Well, the I promise I won't. So that's why Tyler knew that his parents weren't coming home. So he spent three hours after he murdered both of them. Uh, he put their their bodies in the master bedroom, and then he took absolutely every thing that he could move. And threw, threw it all on top of them so it looked basically like a landfill. Like a hoarder. Their, yeah, like a hoard in the bedroom. And just left their bodies closed and locked the master bedroom door. And then proceeded to say he was having a house party and started opening the door to kids. And just letting party him. Wearing. Imagine how fucking high he was, too, by the end of it. So it was clear that people that said that he that went to the party like as soon as he answered the door in his dickies and his black t-shirt and he he was and rolling his pupils like, were probably yeah, fucking they sticking said, out of his fucking eyeballs yeah they said he was so high like three ecstasy pills at once like yeah. jesus christ i don't know because i don't do drugs but no same never done ecstasy so <laughs> anyway um he at first was like kids kept coming and coming and coming well, that's what happens that's yeah what ha especially there because there's nothing else to do well and that's kind of the aim of the game you know you yeah. want to have the best party because you're already like fuck it like i'm gonna you know <laughs> i'm gonna be in trouble but i'm not I'm gonna be in trouble but he's not gonna be in trouble well, well he he's was gonna, gonna be, be in big trouble yeah but i mean at the you have to think too kids at that age are fucking invincible. They yeah. think they're invincible. They so, only think like a couple minutes ahead. Yeah, and you have to think too. You're not worried about other people getting you in trouble. All that you're, all you're worried about is your parents finding out. But your parents are fucking dead. They're not going to find out anything. So the funny thing is, is at the beginning of the party, it was like he didn't quite believe it yet because yeah, he wasn't really in shock. He wasn't letting people smoke in the house. <laughs> but then he kept saying like, "You can't. No one can smoke in the house. It's my family's house." And then. People were going outside and, like, stealing mailboxes and doing bad shit. And yeah. then he realized, like, oh, my God, the cops are going to come if, like, everyone's outside smoking. Yeah. So then he's like, go ahead, smoke in the house. And then he started saying to people, like, people would ask, like, where where are your parents? And he told one people, one group of people, oh, they're in Orlando. Another group, they're in Georgia. He told <laughs> another people. Your then he started saying, this is my house. My parents don't even live here. Like, he was like, I think as he was, well, like, he was, rolling, yeah. he was, like, fucking, like, <laughs> he was peeking. Yeah. So people were eventually, like, butting their cigarettes on the ground and doing coke and, and like doing everything when they're yeah. at house parties like they like extra extra do bad stuff at other people's houses it's like so it's disrespectful. like funny like they think like i remember being at a house party and my friend barfed red barf on a white carpet and we thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever I because puked it was someone... over the railing onto someone's parents head because we didn't know <gasps> that they came home oh my god remember no i don't remember i wasn't oh, there well no but i remember telling you about it probably Ugh. like a year ago but it happened That's when terrible. i was like 14 because i got the spins outside on the patio but <sighs> it's like so yeah this party was just getting like 
more and more and more out of control. Well, yeah, I, I think it maybe was out of control before it even began because this <laughs> guy fucking killed his parents with a hammer to have this party. So, so then, you know, like I heard that when people do drugs, <laughs> they start talking too, like talking, 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 talking. So he told a couple people. I heard that too. <laughs> he told a couple of people like, uh, I did something really bad. Uh, I'm going to. You guys are going to find out. Like, he started with that. Like, you guys will find out in a couple days and or they were all tomorrow. Like, and they were like, well, they didn't really care because they're no. in the middle of destroying And they house. probably don't even like him. They're just at his house to party. No one even knew him, actually. Perfect. So they didn't even really have that many friends. So, Which you have to think was probably half his motive. Like, I'm going to have the fucking best party. Everyone's going to like me. I'm going to this. And little does he know, he's not going to be get a chance to fucking go back to school. Like, well, even Rolling Stone, like, when Rolling Stone did the piece on him, they interviewed, like, the cool football kid in his school and, like, all these cool kids that had been at the party. Oh, that's a cliche. Yeah, totally. So he got the recognition he wanted, I guess. But there was, like... He started saying, like I said, like, I did, did something, something really bad. Yeah. And then pretty soon he told his best friend that he'd had his whole life. Can you come down the road with me? I got to talk to you. So they went for a walk and Tyler confessed, like, I, <laughs> I killed my parents at five o'clock. That's why I'm having the party. <laughs> and it's like probably what, midnight by this time or something? Yeah. And I think it was even later because the party went into like... I think 4 or 5 a.m. Well, what happened was he told his friend and his friend didn't believe. So then he was like, well, let me come in and I'll show you. Because yeah. his friend was like, shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. Yeah. This is a guy I think he's known. He knew since kindergarten yeah, or something. Yeah, his whole life. So if he obviously was like, come on, you didn't kill your parents. And he's, he's like, like, did so. Yeah, I did so. As he takes some water and friggin' his eyes probably are popping out of the back of his head. Well, and he also... Um, took his friend back to the garage and showed him like all the bloody footprints and stuff. And then he went to show him the bedroom and the kid said like, all he could see was like a big fat white leg sticking out from all this debris and like blood everywhere. And then he said, if you look around the house, you'll see signs. Yeah. And no one noticed, but there were signs like, remember the kid that was playing beer pong? Yeah. Which is disgusting. He was playing beer pong. These guys were playing beer pong and the ball rolled and you have a cup when you play beer pong to like wash your ball in case it falls on the ground. But it rolled, it like bounced into this puddle that was coming out from the door and it was like, it was like this brown sludge puddle. Ugh. which we know is blood because the parents were just laying there bleeding out from all their fucking hammer wounds in the next door, like in the next room. And so the kids were like, ew, what is that? Like washed it off and just continued Continue to play. Beer and beer pong. pong, you are fucking throwing the pong, ping pong ball into, into your drink. drinks and then drinking them. So, Blech. yeah. So, ugh. So he also went to the bank machine uh, before everyone showed up at the party and took out like I think $5,000 in cash so at one point all the kids ran out of beer at the party and they were playing water pong Oh, and so they sent this 21 year old kid to the beer store to get them a bunch more beer and after Tyler told his buddy that and showed his buddy that his yeah. parents were in the bedroom they took a selfie they took a selfie and the kid didn't leave. He stayed for two, like two, three more yeah. hours. 
But eventually, obviously, everybody started to go home, and it was, like, probably 3.30 in the morning by this time. Everyone started to go home, so Tyler is just living in his fucking... You have to think, because the the party ending kind of signifies, like, okay, shit, I have to deal with what <laughs> happened. But he just posted a new status on Facebook saying, party at my place again tomorrow. Like, he was yeah, ready because, to just like, keep the party going. Totally. Well, denial again. I mean, you know, obviously you're going to keep going because you want you don't want the party to end because now you're going to have to come to terms with you fucking you killed your parents. So his friend who he took a picture with, they took a selfie. We'll put that on the cover art for this week's episode. But you can tell that they're just like if the friend you can see kind of knows like, OK, wow, now my friend has killed his parents, so I'm probably not going to see him again. And then, actually, his friend is the one who called the police on him and told the police, like, my friend just had a party and my friend killed his parents. And his another girl called, too, and said, 911 said, what's your emergency? And she's like, well, I don't know if it's an emergency, but this kid had a party and he killed his parents. <laughs> so <laughs> if anything's a fucking emergency, <laughs> it's probably that. So the police came, obviously, and I think because, okay, it's one thing to be a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid and not notice signs, visible signs of a struggle, of a murder, but the police came, and I'm pretty sure it was, you could probably smell it. Like, you could probably smell They said death. that the house stunk really badly. Um, the kids even said that when they showed up. People said that it smelled like dirty laundry or like laundry that had been sitting in the washing machine for Ugh. too long and i mean maybe their house just smelled like that yeah some and people's houses just smell well but they said that it was like the house was disgusting too like several picture frames were missing uh dishes were smeared with mac and cheese and this like, was before the party yeah this was before the party so he was too busy cleaning up like well, he didn't clean shit. Yeah, well, he tried for three hours. I think basically all he did was throw shit on top of of his parents. Which that's like a... You could totally tell his age fucking through his cleaning skills. Well, and... You remember when I used to throw everything in my closet and not yeah. think that you are going to look? If I think, like, also that maybe his house was already dirty before that. I mean, that's I'm what not I mean, trying to yeah. pin it on dead people, but maybe... No, but obviously he was probably... You have to think. It's hard to get blood out of stuff. It's hard to get rid of signs of a struggle and a murder, and especially that kind of murder, like any kind of, like, there's a lot of blood when you hammer somebody, you know? I mean, I wouldn't know, because I've never done that. Well, but I'm sure. Stabbing sure. or, you know. Any kind of impact yeah, is going to cause There's more... going to be, and I th he hit them each quite a few times. Yes. So you have to think, there's blood probably all over, so he's probably now just thinking, well, fuck it, I'll just cover it up with all these other messes that I can just make, because if my house looks messy, that's better than my house looking like my dead, my, that I've committed parricide and freaking killed my parents, like... <laughs> Patricide. No, it's parricide. Patricide's parricide? when you kill your dad. Oh. Matricide's when you kill your mom, and parricide's parricide. when you kill your parents, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, I guess, what are you gonna do? Well, so. what are you going to do? Well, so pretty much the police came and they obviously went and checked because the guy, the friend who saw the bodies told them the bodies are in this room covered with a bunch of stuff. The police went right into the room, saw the fat white leg, like you said, of <laughs> his dad and and put him under arrest. So no more house parties for Tyler. Tyler. <laughs>
so he all he said to the cops was just take me to jail the police left Tyler shackled in the driveway and the officers entered the house and Tyler started shouting, you can't go in there, don't go in there. So of course they saw empty beer bottles, red solo cups everywhere, so pots you know, and pans, yeah. red solo cups. Uh, cigars, empty beer bottles on his bed and a woman's purse. Uh, all the furniture was turned over. And both of the parents' cars were still in the driveway. Yeah. So obviously they were like, where's your parents? And he, they know where his parents are and he's like, they're out. You know, yeah. like, so, and they found the dog. It was locked in a closet. Well, it's better than what happened to his parents. Yeah, I guess. Poor dog, though, was probably scared the whole time. Probably. He probably, the dog probably watched the kid oh, freaking murder his did. owners. Like, yeah. Hopefully, my dog would do something about it. So, the officers <laughs> noticed streaks of dried blood on the frame and baseboards. They forced the, the knob of the door to the bedroom open. And sure enough, there was some fat white legs underneath all the stuff and the parents it led to the parents so yeah his brother was called and no one could really do anything for him his family said that he had just been at the lake seemingly happy with his parents the week before there's pictures of that too yep but so because tyler was 17 in florida they have the death penalty, but because you're 17, he couldn't be sentenced to death. So in 2014, he was sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole, which good because this kid's a shithead. So in April 2016, his sentencing was actually overturned by an appeal judge who stated that the lower court didn't consider the correct alternative to a life sentence. But in 2018, he was resentenced to life in prison, but this time he got the chance of possibility with parole. So, which is stupid because he did this big, huge, long spiel in court. Like, I'm so sorry. I feel so horrible about what I did to my parents. I can't even believe I did that. Da, 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 da. And a lot of the times, yes, okay, if somebody does commit something when they're like 16, 17. Or like took three ecstasy pills. Or yeah, whatever. okay, maybe. But then this guy was in jail signing autographs for people saying Tyler Hadley it's hammer time and people were calling him like hammer hams hamo hamo yeah like he clearly he would be like he would brag about what he did to his parents he was acting just like he basically did in high school but he was like he was not sorry no a fucking psychopath weirdo definitely a psychopath so yeah, he now is imprisoned at the Ikichcho I can't say this Okichipi Okichobi Okichobi Correctional Institution. Okichobi. Okichobi. There we go. That's the one. It's the winner. So that's where he is. And his house was demolished in 2015. Because, again, in a small town, like, think about it. Everybody knows what happened there. It's hammer time. Well, the house was for sale for a while. But and no one wanted to buy it because some guy freaking killed his parents with a hammer. Like, right? So. Um, and another thing is his poor brother. His brother wrote a book, right? Yeah, his brother did write a book uh, about the whole thing. Which, damn, yeah. Like, and his brother was just like a normal guy. He wanted the maximum sentence for Tyler because... Well, you have to think, he had the inside... Like, I remember, like, my brother has done shit that's like, okay, you're an asshole. And, like, I'm the one that gets the most mad at him. Because it's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, you know? Like... To be the older sibling of somebody, and, and my, the, I think the biggest thing he did was, like, 
be give you attitude ones like literally but you know it's like even that it's like didn't pay his phone bill that's what you got oh yeah like there you go so yeah but you know what i mean like there's no for him to he murdered he brutally murdered his parents and he obviously probably too dealt with years and years of feeling neglected himself because his parents were putting all like you said putting all of their effort and energy into tyler just to have him fucking bludgeon them to death with a hammer. So he says that he's always thinking about it. Like, oh, yeah, that would all fuck the time. You up. He wrote a book called A Thousand Fireflies Living in the Aftermath of My Parents' Murders. So that is basically just delving into his great grief and his grieving process. And um, that he says it was necessary for him to look at over a hundred pictures of his parents' bodies in court and like. Ugh. I just can't imagine, like, knowing your whole family is gone because your brother is a selfish little cocksucker. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a pretty, uh, pretty sad case because... Makes my house parties seem not so bad. It does, yeah. Too bad you didn't show me this case when you were 17. Well, it wouldn't have happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are the same age. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I had house parties at 14. I was ahead of my time. Yes, true enough. But yeah, so that was episode 28. Good job, Mom. Good case selection. Thank you. But I'm still fucking scared. (laughs) I'm still (laughs) scared, too. Being a parent is freaky, right? Because you're trying your best to lead these kids and just be the best you you can be and not fuck your kids up along the way and i mean it's freakier from some more than others like yeah but i think i'm i mean i'm think i'm doing a pretty good i think i'm out of the woods with getting killed anyway yeah well unless alex i mean i won't kill you so (laughs) that's all i can say i mean i don't know i don't think he would either he's a pretty big mama's boy so so was tyler hadley oh god fuck he said he was always hugging his mother's legs and like (gasps) being right with his mother all the Kierce. time yeah no Kierce won't no he YouTube loves me video. too much <laughs> playing his vids with his meth vision <laughs> oh god okay well uh we will be back in two weeks sorry once again we had to cancel last week it was There's, a busy week so. it's a busy week and Danica's really getting up there in the pregnancy I mean she's having the baby on December the 22nd so there's really not much time left to go like it's just over a month now yeah and so she's of course feeling a little more tired and it's harder for her to get into the recording studio and (laughs) (laughs) one day we'll post some pictures of the recording studio and you understand it's fairly small space that we work out of but but i would like to thank all of you guys for listening and being patient with us for the extra week and we will see you again for episode 29 in two more weeks yes so with that this has been murder with my mother the true crime podcast where i talk murder with my mother bye y'all bye guys